I'm Dr. Sarah Dill, and this is the Stressless Physician Podcast, episode number 77. Welcome to the Stressless Physician Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Sarah Dill, MD. Using my unique combination of coaching and mindfulness tools, I will teach you practical ways to reduce your stress level, feel happier at work, and create a better balance between your medical career and personal life. If you are a busy practicing physician who wants to design a life and medical career that feel good to you, you are in the right place. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Happy Monday, happy July, happy whenever you might be listening to this podcast. And I apologize in advance because for whatever reason, there is a lot of bird activity outside right now. My office is on the side of my house, or it's a bedroom that's on the edge of my house by a big tree. And I can just hear a lot of crows. And I don't know if you will be able to hear them or not. I actually like the sound of birds a lot, but I'm pretty sure my podcast editor doesn't love it. And you may find it a little bit distracting. So just a heads up about that. Today, I'm actually really excited to talk about a subject that sounds very not exciting in my mind. <laughs> that is something I talked about in the last podcast where I was talking about making decisions ahead of time. And this is sort of the sister concept, right? The related concept, which is the concept of constraint. I don't know about you. One of my values is freedom. I like to feel free. I keep reminding myself often, right, that I am free to make decisions and change my mind and all of those things. And yet the idea and learning that I have done around this idea of constraint, which came from one of my early coaches, Brooke Castillo, is actually something that has given me a lot more freedom in my life down the road. And so I wanted to share it with you because I think it's a very powerful tool that we can use to make our lives better, right? I like to think about constraint and constraining as a way that we can think consciously and tactically and strategically about how we want to live our lives, how we want to focus our time and our energy how we want to spend our time. Because often, as I talked about a lot last week, when we make decisions in the moment, when we sort of just go along with things, often the choices that our brain makes in the moment are often maybe not ones that later we are well served by trying to think of a way to say it. Often in the moment, we might spend a lot of time in indecision, we might go back and forth, or we might just take right the decision that feels good, that brings us pleasure in the moment, or that avoids pain, that requires the least amount of energy, right? that feels safer or more comfortable in some ways that when we really think about where we want to grow and evolve and what we want to have more of in our life and less of in our life, we might want to make different decisions in those moments. So basically, constraint is a limitation 
or a restriction that you put on yourself that simplifies your life. It's about intentionally subtracting things from our lives or intentionally right, deciding in advance how we want to do things or not do things. Right? We live in a world and in lives where there is so much information. There are so many things to do. There are so many choices. And this often creates a problem for us in that we have so many decisions to make, like I talked about last week, and then we don't actually do anything, right? We may sort of spin out or feel overwhelmed. It's the idea that if we can create anything, if we can have anything, if we can do anything or be anything, often that seems like too much, right? Where do we start? And then we go down the path of confusion and overwhelm. So I like the idea that constraint means intentionally constraining or limiting the number of choices available to you in a certain area. It means deciding ahead of time what options you have, what options you want to allow yourself, and then just giving yourself those options, right? It's not about restriction per se, although it sort of seems like it. And I think I said earlier that it's a limitation or a restriction that you put on yourself, but really it's a voluntary constraint or a voluntary limitation of what you want to choose to do, what you want to choose to focus on, what you want to choose to consume. So it's voluntary in that sense, right? It's not an external restriction that we have to resist or rebel against. Constraint is voluntary. It's using your prefrontal cortex and thinking about your long-term goals, your long-term well-being, not your short-term desires in the moment, right? It's about using your own autonomy to be able to make decisions for yourself, right? It's not about other people constraining you. It's not about other people restricting you. And again, I just want to encourage you that practicing voluntary constraint, practicing voluntary limitation of what your options are and planning that out in advance can actually give you so much more freedom, freedom from overwhelm, freedom from decision fatigue, freedom from sort of frittering your time away on things that in the end, you don't even really care about. I am all for free time and puttering and having an abundance of spacious time and unscheduled time. It's actually time that I schedule for free time. And yet I don't like the time where I get on some social media and then suddenly right surface hours later. That to me is time not well spent when I review it. That might not be the case for you. Right, But you could notice, are there things that you engage in? Are there things that you do that you wish you didn't do? Not because it's going to make you a better person either. That's where I see people go wrong. But because you simply notice that it's not serving you. So for example, for me, getting enough sleep, right? it doesn't make me a better person in any sort of moral way or value-driven way. It simply improves my life. I think it's good for my health. I want to live as long as humanly possible. And I'm just a better person. I feel better when I get enough sleep. So you could look at that. I think the same is true about what I choose to consume in terms of movies, in terms of TV shows, in terms of food, in terms of all of these different things. And I want to warn you as well 
that if you decide to try this out, it's very similar to when you decide to make decisions ahead of time. Even if you make your decision about voluntary constraint from complete ownership of your choices and total autonomy, it doesn't mean that your brain is not going to rebel and complain and want to resist when you go to follow through on it. I would anticipate that you will probably, especially initially, find yourself in the moment feeling sort of restricted and want to rebel against it, wanting to rebel against yourself. I do this a lot. I have to catch myself on this and remind myself that I made this decision freely and with my best interests at heart. I like to remind myself why I made the decision. Just because your brain is complaining and resisting doesn't mean anything, right? It doesn't mean you should listen and change course. It's just what your brain's going to do. It doesn't want to follow a different path, right? It doesn't want to expend energy. It doesn't want to expend effort instilling a new habit. So if you're truly constraining, it means you're going to do what you say you're going to do, which may mean, right, either ignoring your rebellious mind, (laughs) or it may mean sort of reminding yourself of why you want to do this in the long run, even if you don't want to in the short run. And that's okay. Constraint for me is important because it helps me guide my life and shape my path in ways that I've decided ahead of time are where I want to go and what I want to do and how I want to live. And chances are you already have constraints in place. This might look like not smoking cigarettes or other things that you can smoke. Or maybe you don't smoke tobacco. Maybe you don't do drugs or certain drugs right? Like heroin or cocaine. Maybe you don't eat certain kinds of foods or fast foods. Maybe you don't drink alcohol. Maybe you don't like to go on certain kinds of vacations, right? People have all sorts of constraints. I have a friend who will only stay at certain kinds of hotels, right? That's a decision that she's made, a constraint. I don't know if she's really thought about it as a constraint, but it simplifies her life dramatically, So constraint might look like not eating certain foods, not buying things from some retailers. It might look like not seeing certain kinds of patients or treating some kinds of diseases, right? We all have constraint in our medical practice regarding what we treat and what we don't, right? I'm a dermatologist. Within dermatology, right, I have other constraints that I've implemented based on what I like to do and what my skills are, what I'm interested in doing. I don't do Mohs micrographic surgery. I actually don't like doing much surgery. So I don't do face surgery. I do very specific surgical procedures on a few of my patients. I don't read my own dermatopathology slides, right? I see medical and pediatric dermatology patients. I've constrained on how many days a week I work right? And what that looks like, what my schedule looks like. In coaching, I only coach physicians, right? Could I coach other people? Of course. Have I coached other people? Yes. But it simplifies my life and business to constrain and to focus on this group that I've decided ahead of time I love working with. Something that I'm working on right now. So in the past, I used to be really good about not watching shows, TV shows, Netflix, et cetera, after 9 p.m. And I have to say in the last few months, I've gotten sort of lax about it. 
I let myself get inconsistent and negotiate with myself. My boyfriend likes to watch TV together, or not TV, but Netflix or Apple TV. And so I started sort of being less consistent, right? And then I noticed there's more mind drama, right? I'm negotiating with myself and my sleep is not as good. And so this is something that I've noticed doesn't really serve me. I like waking up early. I like going to bed early and I'm retraining myself on this, right? So my constraint right now to sort of rehabituate myself to no TV, no shows, no social media, no screens for me after 9 p.m., full stop. That might look like having a conversation with my boyfriend about how we can spend time together and watch things that we like to watch or do other things before 9 p.m. So I just want to ask you here to think about how this could apply to you. Maybe just try it out. You can start by looking at an area in your life that could benefit from some constraint for you. You could look at the big ones, work, relationships, money, health, which for me would include food, exercise, or movement, sleep. Is there one area in which you're currently more frustrated, right? Or an area in which you're currently struggling more? I want you just to pick one, right? That's part of the constraint and figure out what you would like to focus on, right? Don't let yourself spin out by saying there's so many things, plenty of time, just pick one. What is something you would like to focus on constraining or being deliberate about to improve your life in a way that you want to, not to be a better person, right? Not because it's going to be somehow morally superior, but just because, because right now the results you have are not what you want, right? Are not serving you. Really think about it. You could write about it, mull it over. Then ask yourself, what could you subtract? What could you limit? What could you constrain in that situation where you want to be able to focus on, right? And you need to be very specific, specific and measurable. So say you are frustrated with overworking, right? Bringing work home, spending more time than you want to on patient charting, on lots of different things, right? Maybe you check in too frequently. Maybe you work on weekends and evenings. You don't want to. Do you want to stop bringing work home? Maybe you want to work on sleeping more. Do you want to get eight hours of sleep at night? Would that make a huge difference in your life? Do you want to take better care of your body or your health? Right Again, you need to get specific. Is that eating more vegetables? Is that eating less of something else? Right? Is it not eating out of a vending machine? Is it not having soda? Is it getting more sleep? Is it moving your body more or strength training, meditating, any of that? Maybe you want to focus on relationships. Maybe that's an area of frustration right now. Do you want to have a better relationship with your partner or spouse or kids, parents or patients or colleagues? Maybe you want to constrain more at work. Are there diseases or conditions or patients you love treating? And are there ones that you don't? Maybe you want to constrain there. So you pick one area and then you pick something in that area that's measurable and specific. You pick one thing to subtract or to take away. You pick one area to focus on changing. And your change may be adding something like exercise, but then you're probably deleting something else, like whatever that time is that you were spending it on something else. Maybe that was not exercising. Maybe that was sitting. Maybe that was 
doing something, right? So you can frame constraint as adding something positive or subtracting something you no longer want to include in your life, at least for this time, right? It doesn't have to be forever. Although the goal is to implement changes that you want to stick with, right? That you want to continue experiencing. I don't ever want to get to a point where I get inadequate sleep, right? This is a change that I want to be forever. I might change the numbers, right? Maybe I would shift my constraint to earlier, 8 p.m., 7 p.m. Maybe we go later, 10 p.m. if I'm getting up later, right? It could be something where the details change, but the goal doesn't. So you pick an area, you decide what you want to constrain, what you want to focus on, and then you make it measurable and specific. So that for me looks like exact times, times that I want to be in bed, times that I want to wake up. I guess it is like having rules for myself, but they're rules that I've created. They're rules that work for me. So again, I have a lot of freedom in that and that then I don't have to decide. It was like adding, flossing my teeth during COVID. I decided I wanted to do that twice a day instead of once a day. That's a habit that I love that I created for myself. It's sort of a silly issue maybe on on one hand, or it's a small issue, but for me, it's a big thing. And that is an area of constraint, right? You could just notice that my decision there is that every morning and every night, I brush my teeth and I floss my teeth. Those are things I do without fail, and it improves my life. It's having my back in the future. Future Sarah is happy that current Sarah has this habit. It serves me. So I guess constraint, if you want to think about it as eliminating something, right, would be eliminating the not flossing habit, that that's not optional. So you want to make it measurable and specific, and then you decide in advance, right? You make these decisions in advance, and then you focus on this for at least two and a half months. Right? I would plan on focusing on this for about three months. There's this idea in popular culture that it takes 21 days to have a new habit stick. But according to James Clear, who wrote the book Atomic Habits, science shows it takes 66 days on average. But of course, that range of new habit formation depends on the person. It could take up to eight or nine months. So it's okay if it takes a while. And success doesn't depend on doing it perfectly or every single day, right? It's the persistence of it. If you miss a day, right, you just get back to it. It's okay. You don't beat yourself up for it. Be in it for the long run, right? So constraint requires being specific about your focus, specific about what you're limiting, what you're deciding, sort of what your rules maybe are in this area, and reminding yourself why you're doing it, right? It's for you. It's not against you. It requires honoring, right? And following through on what you say you're going to do or not do. And just remember, it can take time to build a new habit. It might require getting better at saying no to other requests, to other people, to other commitments, right? It's really deciding how do you want to spend your time? What do you want to focus on? What's important for you? I am going to constrain and end here. I hope this was helpful, useful, interesting. Give it a try. I'd love to hear what you are going to constrain in your life, how you're going to focus, what you want to eliminate, how you want to simplify. Try it out. Let me know how it goes. And of course, I'm always here if you need more support. 
send me an email, Sarah, S-A-R-A, at saradill.com. I answer every email personally. Have a wonderful rest of your day and a beautiful week. Talk to you later. Bye. If you are a busy practicing physician ready to start feeling less stressed, enjoy work more, and learn how to create a more balanced and sustainable medical practice and life, sign up for a consult call with me at saradill.com. That's S-A-R-A-D-I-L-L.com. It would be my privilege and pleasure to work with you.